the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. What's on your financial mind? Let's get you to retirement. Let's get some things, animal spirits growling. Seven years ago, roughly, the you know the market bottomed and turned. And it was darkest at that point in time. People thought, whoa, will GE still stay in business? And there was nothing wrong with their balance sheet. It was just everything was going lower, lower, lower. And sometimes it was, you know, people who had bought stock and then used margin to buy it. Some people were getting starting to get hit pretty hard from the real estate crisis. Because that started about 10 years ago. Um, so that played out over the next three years. And uh, people were spooked. So... The best lesson you could learn is that in the last 10 years, we've had seven up years, two or three down years, and that's normal, and that's healthy. And yes, there will come a time when the markets look a little, yeah, again. We're not there yet, but we can be there pretty quickly. Like, it doesn't take a lot. <clears throat> so we talk taxes, investing, credit, a lot of debt, saving, spending, home, real estate, cars, college, insurance seems to me that I run into people who are just as concerned with their debt, I'm not sorry, maybe not their debt, but their credit score, as they are with investing. And I'm like, why are you worried about your credit score? Um, you're not buying a car or you know, house anytime soon, are you? And well, you kind of see where this goes. So I need you to invest. I need you not to be afraid of investing. Credit score, we can work around later if need be. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. During tax time, during the holidays, during um, you know big events in the world like elections, be careful on having your computer fished. Um, 
tax day is one of those days where you get a lot of fishing. And when I say fishing, I'm talking about P-H-I-S-H. And uh, people who are, you know, got special hooks for payroll and human resources. And they, they contact you and they're like, um, the attacks are on the individual. IRS has said that it's been quadrupling of fishing and malware-related incidents this year tied towards taxes. Quadrupling. Um, I've got a CPA who does my taxes, and I don't open up anything else that's tax-related. Sorry, but it's just not going to be just not going to be that guy. So, phishing emails typically masquerade as legitimate communications from your bank, um, human resources department, maybe an email provider, but they're designed to steal information from you. And probably about 14 years ago, uh, I went on air and I said, "Hey, who are these people that open up these?" Who are these people that get these viruses on their computer? And sure enough, the next day I had one. It was the Anna Kornikova, which I don't know how I got. <laughs> Fortunately, I wasn't in a relationship. I didn't have to explain it. Like, I don't know how I got that. So, um, But anyway, just know it's that time of year. And if you have parents, let them know. Um, I know some people who are, you know, 75, 76, 77, and... It, their use of the iPad is almost humorous. Anytime I see their iPad, I, I, I kind of clean it up for them. And uh, their email, I clean up. Because they don't know how to do it, and they, they'll never grasp the concept. Um, the iPad guy, he does the classic. He opens a new window every time he wants to search for something. And basically, an iPad in hand of a 75-year-old person is essentially kind of like... Um, for a hypochondriac, it's like, oh, what should, should I be taking cactus juice? Or, oh, cactus juice. Mm, don't even get me started, right? So anything you want to talk about, we can talk about, clearly. Um, you know, happy anniversary, lessons from 2009 stock market low. I think that's kind of where I'm getting at with this. Start of the day. On March 9th, 2009, the S&P 500 closed at 676. It was the lowest close of the bear market. Berkshire Hathaway's Warren Buffett has always said, be greedy when others are fearful. And about two years ago, the market was up 30%, and people were being pretty, you know, woo, let's make more money. Um, and that's when you should be fearful. We haven't really done much since then. And at a market bottom, that's when you should be greedy. We started the year, you know, the first two months weren't good. And then there was a big rally. But the first two months, you were like, this is going to be the worst year ever. And then three weeks later, it was like, well, it's just kind of going sideways. Now, sometimes, you know, it's a little bit more than that. But I think you kind of see where I'm going with this, maybe. Anyway, phishing scams. Be cautious. Um, and help your parents on those. Um, another day, another dollar. Um, it's political season. When it's political season, a lot of things are going to be thrown about, bantied about, bantered about. Talks are cheap. I still see America as having a problem with Social Security, and that's one of the reasons I, I come on the show and I trump for you. Or do I stump for you? I guess I'm stumping for you. Uh, we're living longer, and Social Security isn't good. And I've seen people who are like 98 years old, and I'm 
Happy birthday to me. I don't think I'm going to make a hundred. And you're like, good. You don't want to live to a hundred. Because you have no money. Look around you. Your quality of life is, is deteriorated. Your health is horrible. So Americans are living longer than we used to, and retirement planning has become more important than ever. I got an email a couple days ago from someone who was like, what's a good book on income and retirement? I'm like, I, I don't think there is one. And it goes back to that same speech that I gave a college professor that got me an A. We were doing, you know, uh, what, it, was, it was a class on welfare, the history of welfare in America. And in the end, he wanted you to take a side and how we should handle welfare and, you know, what the policy should be. And he, he served under Carter, and he, his, as a professor, his whole stick was, you know, he was a welfare guy. So he, was, he knew what he was talking about. And, you know, you could see little Republicans in Congress, and you could see little Democrats in Congress, and, you know, their answers were always, you know, pretty clear and cut. You know, drug test this, and, you know, try to get education programs up and going. And uh, I gave an answer that was just, I, I think, beautiful. Um, it took me a long time to figure it out because I, I, I really couldn't figure out the answer, so it took me a long time to figure it out. And I thought about it, I thought about it, and my answer was, you, you can't fix welfare. It, it, it won't happen. Um, this is a big country, and you can't have a national policy on it because the people who are on welfare in Southern California are very different than the people in New Mexico. And they're very different than the people who are in the you know the hills of West Virginia, who is very different than the people living in New York City or the outskirts and the suburbs of you know Cincinnati. Welfare is is a plague in the United States, and it, it's something that we curse. Um, but it goes to show you some problems really can't have one answer, and that's the problem with Social Security and income and retirement. It's it's very unique, and that's why I think having a financial plan and a concept is very very helpful. I'm Rob Black. Find me at Rob Black Show. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Great Google it a moogle it a. Big story about Google. Google's computer program AlphaGo defeated its human opponent um, on Wednesday in the first of a historic five game match between human and computer. AlphaGo's victory in the ancient Chinese board game is a breakthrough for artificial intelligence, showing that the program developed by Google's DeepMind has mastered one of the most creative and complex games ever devised. Great Google Comment- I know, right? Commentators have said that the match was close, with both AlphaGo and Mr. Lee making some mistakes. The result was unpredictable until near the end. Um, this is good news. 
Now, what's interesting about this to me is hundreds of thousands of people watch the game live on TV and YouTube. Uh, there's going to be four more matches played by Tuesday. Computers conquered chess in 1997. It was IBM's Deep Blue beating Gary Kasparov. Uh, this was the only game left above chess as far as you know skills that you need. Some people thought it would be decades beyond this before this actually happened. It's a historic moment. Computers can mimic intuition and tackle more complex tasks. So we're going to see more and more and more of this. And be prepared. that Jobs will shift. So if you have kids, you know, maybe one of the safest jobs for them to get into is a dentist or a, a veterinarian. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer on that one. But uh, something to think about. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, financial planner, newfocusfinancial.com. Insurance. I always say you insure what you can't afford to lose. Chad, I'm going to throw out some items of insurance, and you tell us what they are and why we need them. Okay. Let's start with gap insurance. Yeah, yeah, gap insurance is extreme, extremely important because I think we all know that if you drive a car off a lot, you buy a new car, you drive it off a lot, it immediately depreciates. It's definitely a depreciating asset right away. So when you drive a car off the lot yep. and you get in a wreck and you're not insured with gap insurance, then you know you, the car gets totaled, you might owe the bank $35,000, and the insurance company might cover $30,000, even though it's a new car that you just drove off the lot. So gap insurance kind of covers that. It's important, especially on leases, when uh, you know, you're paying a flat rate, but the car is depreciating pretty rapidly. So gap insurance covers you. And I had a personal situation with this. Um, in college, where I was on the hook for a thousand bucks after my car was totaled, and they paid off the bank, and I owed a thousand bucks. Not a fun bill to get when you're in college. I hear that. Seems unfair too. Let's talk life insurance rate changes. Yeah. So this uh, has to do with people that have bought life insurance as an investment in the past, and. For the 99 percenters out there, this is a horrible idea. For the one percenters, you got a lot of income, you're maxing out everything else. Sometimes it can be a, a good idea if you work with the right person. But most people that bought policies in the 80s and 90s, the interest rates have dropped and the cost of mortality and expenses, which is kind of the overall cost of insurance inside the policy, have gone up. So your policy is probably not performing anywhere close to where it was when the agent sold it to you. And showed you this great illustration of that, hey, if you dump all this money in the cash value, you'll be able to pull on it tax-free in retirement. It's probably way behind what they said. So you, there's, there's ways to fix it. Um, you need to ask for an in-force illustration. You need to consult a financial advisor that doesn't get compensated for commissions by selling you stuff so you can get a true outside opinion. But ask for an in-force illustration. See how long your money's going to last at this point in time based on rate changes that have occurred in life insurance. How about disability insurance? Disability insurance is, is so much more important, Rob, than life insurance in terms of statistics. Um, it's way more likely that you're going to spend some time disabled, whether you're like my wife who broke her ankle and couldn't nurse for over a year. Um, you know, it's it's very, very likely that you'll spend some time. So if you don't have good emergency reserves and some disability insurance coverage, 
um, you can end up ruining your credit and then ruining your life by having to pay for more than any than the average person for cars and homes and things like that. Or even your credit gets so bad, you might not even be able to rent a home. So you have to cover yourself with disability insurance. Usually the, this is one where life insurance is usually cheaper to go get it on your own. Disability insurance is usually cheaper when you get it through your employer. Um, and there's other things out there. If you, if you can't afford a full-on, hey, I'm covered till I'm 65 type of policy, then maybe it's uh, you know AFLAC type policies that are more shorter term or cash in your pocket coverage if you break a leg, uh, things like that. So, so definitely look at disability insurance as more important than life insurance because you've got to be able to keep food on the table even if you're, if you're injured. We've got about two minutes left. How about key man insurance? Yeah, key man insurance is huge for businesses. So if you have a business where you have one key sales guy, um, you know, somebody that handles all of the finances, the CEO, um, the founder of the company, something that where if that person goes away, there's a significant drop in revenue or value of the company. You need to cover that person. You have to cover that person. You have to be aware of that. Um, when companies are, are younger and they still need the coverage, then term insurance usually makes sense. But if it's going to be a company that's going to be around a long time, then they have to sometimes go to more of a permanent policy. And that's something that businesses should review, and it should be part of the sell agreement between owners. That's more buy-sell insurance. Um, so every good, every good business agreement, every good partnership has an exit strategy. So that could also be disability key man insurance as well. Um, and by I mean exit strategy, it's either you get in a fight, here's what happens if you need to split up. If somebody's disabled, somebody gets divorced, somebody ha- is dies, here's what happens. And a lot of times you need insurance to fund that so that the company can continue to operate on the same cash flow. Got about 30 seconds. Quickly, umbrella insurance. Cheapest form of coverage before you worry about LLCs and all that other stuff. Uh, 350 bucks for a million dollars of coverage. So two times your net worth, maybe minus some retirement account values is what the formula is to, to get umbrella coverage. Call your property casualty insurance agent today and get that coverage. It's cheap. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. If you have questions, he can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. A little millennial hustle going on from barista to bloggers. It's not uncommon these days for millennials to have side jobs, to earn a little extra money. I think it's a great thing. I know a couple people who do it pretty aggressively. And one of them is actually doing it to you know, figure out his career, what he really wants to do while he's doing the bulk of his work where he doesn't really want to be. Uh, a lot of young people who aren't making, uh, who aren't working two jobs uh, should be. One third of millennials said ideally they would want part-time work coupled with freelancing on the side. So millennials are different workers. They're a different generation altogether. They've got far more options for part-time freelance and flexible work than previous generations. I'm all about handing off media work to millennials that I don't want to do. I could do. It's just time-consuming, and they're better at it than I am. So I get it. Anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Tweet, tweet me, Rob Black Show, and YouTube me, Rob Black Show.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Jeff Bezos. I think he should be compared to a modern-day Steve Jobs. Tipping the cap, of course, to Steve Jobs. Um, I'm being serious when I say that. I think he's doing quite a revolution in retail. I think Amazon's much bigger than it was 10 years ago for a reason. He's talking about space a lot, which he expects to launch its first manned test flights as early as next year. Taking the business of getting into space and space travel away from the government, NASA, and putting it on his own back, and maybe investors' backs, um, I think is an efficiency. He's got a space vehicle that's going to launch next year called the New Shepard. And he successfully executed a vertical landing back on Earth after an unmanned flight to the edge of outer space. In January, the new Shepard was successfully reused, rocketing a little further into space before returning on to Earth. The reusing is where it's kind of cool. Blue Origin was founded in 2000, hasn't taken deposits from interested space travelers yet, but he thinks the company will eventually be profitable. Bezos said full engine testing of the BE-4 rocket engine will start this year, and launch and landing of the new Shepard will be repeated again and again. Um... Trying to get a vision of millions of people living and working in space, I can't do it. But I can tell you this, and I'm still in this from Elon Musk, our planet is eventually doomed. And we need to find other planets to live on, otherwise mankind will end, eventually. And I think Bezos and Musk are critically important, because this is not going to be a problem that we want to solve at the last second. So, I like it. Star Wars or Star Trek? Which one were you as a kid? I think it tells a lot on your future life plans. I was neither. I was all about Space 1999, which was a BBC-type show that it just shows you I was an oddball. So, that that's... That predicted me pretty darn well, if you were to ask me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Talking about places to live in outer space. Let's talk about a place to live in the Bay Area. Let's bring in Tony Mendez with Bay Area Loan Source. Welcome in to A Moment with Shakespeare. Macbeth once said, to get points or not to get points. Okay, so that's not true. But that's a question that people have. To be or not to be, another question they have is, should I buy points when I get a mortgage? When I get a loan, should I pay money to get a lower cost loan? It, I mean, that almost sounds like a scam. That almost sounds too good to be true. It's an odd concept that you have to pay to lower your rate. Points. Paying for points. Pay, uh, point is equal to a percentage of your loan amount. So if you're paying one point, that's 1%. If it's $400,000 loan, that's $4,000 extra. So if... But if paying that point drops your rate by a quarter percent and you save $150 a month, divide 4000 by 150 And that's how many months it takes for you to recoup those costs. So if you keep it longer than that, those months, let's say it's 33 months, and you plan on keeping that house for seven years, 84 months, you're going to benefit every month after that. So it's an investment into your loan. Um, a lot of people use uh, points when 
rates are going up, or if it's in a purchase and the seller's giving them some, some concessions, because on a purchase, all of your costs are out of your pocket, the down payment plus your closing costs. So the best way to get some additional costs is either from the rate, which is the opposite of paying points, or from the seller. So if the seller's giving you some concessions in cash, you can use that to pay points, which pays off over the long term. So somebody else is paying you, you for having a lower rate. I recently got an email from someone who was going through a refi, and he says, I've never paid points. And that was interesting because I was like, I've always paid points. And I, I look at it as buying them. It's buying there was an American loan. version. And if I'm going to be in the house but or I'm going to have a rental for more than two was, three years, it much later in life, typically the math is going to work out that it's worth it, especially in low interest rate environments. So if you're getting lower interest rates. Right, and the people who don't pay points are actually at a higher rate than if they actually paid some costs. So... This brings me to um, my issue I have with banks and other kinds of brokers and bankers that don't give options out. They're looking at the mass amount of people out there looking to refinance or purchase a house and saying, oh, we're going to give you low costs. In reality, they may not be doing the right service to this borrower when they should have paid a point, and it would have saved them money on a longer term. So they're not really qualifying. They're looking at those emotions, of, uh, and they're looking at, at a formula that says if we advertise this, we're going to get more return on our uh, on our clients. So make sure that when you do look at a loan, look at all of the options. As a matter of fact, the new rules that came out last year make brokers uh, explain that if you paid points, this would be your lowest rate. If you don't pay points, this is the rate. And by the way, I'm choosing this rate. So it's called a, it's part of the anti-steering rule where we're not steering you into a product that's making you, us more money and costing you more money. So be very careful about somebody who says no points. That also means you're taking a higher rate. I always find it um, intimidating, the process of getting a loan, because at some point in time, you look at the cost. You look at how much you're borrowing. You're looking at how long it's going to take to pay off. So I, that's the area that I think most people talk themselves out of points, and I really, really want people to run both the scenarios. Uh, because, yes, when you look at that, that final sheet of how much stuff costs and how many pieces of paper you're going to have to sign, you know, I've paid attorneys to sign for me because I don't like mortgages, mortgage paperwork that much. I'm just like, you go sign for me. Um, you get it done. Um, well, I guess what I'm trying to say here is don't get intimidated by the process and know that points, generally, in my opinion, are a good thing to consider. Uh, if you think you're going to be moving next year or two, No. But then again, if you think you're going to be moving next year to a 30-year mortgage isn't appropriate for you either. Right, and you could do the same thing by getting an arm, uh, like a five-year arm. If you're going to leave in two years, get a five-year arm or a three-year arm. You're going to get a lower rate to begin with and then do a no point, and your rate's lower as if you were to pay points on a 30-year. So but that freaks people out because what if I can't sell the property in three to five years on the arm and I can't refinance and I can't – and the rates go right. – like, oh the, rate, oh, the rates went higher. Like, people freak out. Yep. And, uh, we're all going to die. Earth is going to go hurtling into the sun at some point in time, and I just don't think life Aren't is... we getting closer to the sun every year? I Now you're freaking me out. You're listening to Tony Mendez. You can find him at com. That's com. We all retire at some point, whether we want to or not. Disability insurance is something that you should have if uh, you got the extra money. Our chances of getting disabled are far greater than our chances of dying earlier in our lives. Now, that's one of my big fears is being disabled. Rainy day, car swerves into my lane, clips me. I can't work anymore for whatever reason. Too painful to get out of bed, 
Maybe I'm disfigured. Maybe I lose the ability to speak. What have you. That's a big fear to me. So that ability to earn money, that ability to get out of bed and earn money is what you insure. Same thing goes with life insurance. You get term life because that car, let's say it swerves and hits me, instead of disabling me, it kills me. My loved ones need that money that was going to be years 45 through 60 of income. So right now I've got 15-year term. You know, 15 years ago I had 30-year term. Um, so you get the idea. Dosekis has said they're retiring the most interesting man in the world. Like I said, we all retire at some point in time. I'm not tan. I'm definitely not suave. Uh, my beard, it looks like a cat could lick it off with a little milk as a moisturizer. I'm not the most interesting man in the world. I'm probably the least interesting man in the world. I don't jaunt around the world on envi- enviable adventures I wish I did. I wish I was always surrounded by beautiful women. Not so much. Not so much. Um, one is more than enough. Um, but the idea of being surrounded by like 20 or 30, woohoo! Um, there's only one person who's probably doing that right now, right? Leonardo DiCaprio. He's probably been on like a two-week binger of 20 uh, fashion models surrounding him. Um, and then he'll quit for a day or two and then go right back to it. Dosekis, in the past year alone, said sales grew 10% to $325 million in 52 weeks. I don't like Dosekis. It's too watery to me. Um, number of cases Dosecki shipped between 2007 and 2015 grew by 34%. Um, the, the specific character that's played in TV ads by veteran actor Jonathan Goldsmith won't be back. Another equally interesting and likely younger man will take his place. Oh, age discrimination. I'm going to be the first one to call it. Um... What was interesting about that marketing campaign is that it it really has turned into, we'll do some stupid things. Like you and me, we'll go out for a drink and I'll go, I don't always finish a bottle of shampoo, but when I do, I leave it in the shower for two months. I am the world's most interesting man. Um, Anyway, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, the character succeeded for a simple reason. He made millions of people smile over many years. There's a real connection with the authenticity of the character. Um, so anyway, we all retire. That's that story. Check. Disney's talking about potentially having ESPN offered a la carte. And then we could all finally say goodbye to Comcast. Because live sports would be uh, replaceable. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com, YouTube, Rob Black Show, and Twitter, Rob Black Show.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Less means more. How does that even make sense? But when it comes to retirement planning, there's a lot of opinions out there on how much you need. Some people say eight times your salary in the 4% rule. Uh, I want you to get to 10 to 20 times your salary before you retire so that you can be more comfortable and have a little more wiggle room. And also, I don't know your budget. That's where it hurts, talking about retirement, talking about saving, talking about investing. Budget. It might as well have the word death in it, like mortgage does. Uh, If you're serious about cutting expenses, probably the number one place to look in retirement is your home. Often a house is the most valuable asset that people have, so it's the source of potential wealth. To me, looking at the thought of downsizing is a great idea for most retirees. My mom lived in a home for 25 years that had a you know $3,000 mortgage tied towards it. She didn't need that. She should have downsized. But she didn't. Downsizing can add up. Done right, there's a host of cost savings that you could see. Taxes. If, you know, to be really dramatic here, dun, 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 where you have Florida on one extreme that has no income tax, to state taxes like New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut that have a very high income tax. You've got to choose a state that's tax-friendly towards your situation. Property taxes, sales taxes, income taxes, they don't go away just because little old you is retired. Access to public transit is super important in retirement for a lot of people, in large part because you lose the ability to see as well, to judge distances as well. You also get into scenarios where your health just isn't good enough for you to be behind the wheel. My mother was a great example of that, that, you know, one day she decided that she was going to drive to the grocery store, which was about 20 miles away. And you're saying, why is the grocery store 20 miles away? Well, my father was in the military, and one of the benefits that you get is access to a super, super cheap grocery store on a military base. The closest military base was 20 miles away. And, you know... They're selling the food at cost. There's no profit, in theory, tied towards military grocery stores. So it's a lot cheaper. Um, But she goes and she parks in the parking lot. And because of her age and because of her medications, she disappears. She never makes it into the grocery store. Her car got there. She started walking. She walked five miles away from her car. So I guess public transit wouldn't have saved her here in this case because it wasn't the transit that almost killed her. It was her walking her five miles away from her parked car. Eventually, some police officer sees a crazy old woman walking on the side of the road and stops and, you know, starts to figure things out. She basically become dehydrated. You could clearly see how that could have ended very, very badly. Um, had she got back to her car, she couldn't find it. She thought someone moved it. She thought someone had stolen it. Um, she was clearly mentally not prepared to be there. Um, but pu- pu- public transit's great because you can cut down on car payments, cut down on insurance, cut down on maintenance. Um, if you're a boomer and you're retiring, 
consider like looking into public transit. Healthcare is something that you have to think about in retirement and where you can cut costs. A lot of factors influence healthcare costs, including location and access to good doctors and specialists who are responsive within your coverage network. There's parts of the country with more cost-effective healthcare systems than others. Supplemental medical insurances can vary widely. A uh, 65-year-old in Maryland pays 72% more than one in Hawaii. A 65-year-old person in Maryland pays 72% more for supplemental health insurance than someone in Hawaii. Like, you think of Hawaii as the state that gouges you. Um, I used to work with a guy who worked on a show called Bay Area Backroads, which was one of those travel shows. And it was kind of cool because when I got to the Bay Area, I didn't know squat about the West Coast. And uh, I would just check out, you know, DVDs of the show and like, ooh, look at this cool hike you can go on. Ooh, look at this cool little nugget. And we talked about Hawaii and he goes, you know, he goes, after five or six days on Hawaii, I'm ready to come home. He's like, everywhere you go, $40 steak, $40 steak, $40 steak. Um, but with healthcare, at least they're they're kinder to their retirees, which is nice to see. Um, overhead, really important that you find ways to cut costs. And this is like I said, I, the word budget might as well have a like a screw you inside of it, or a, the word death, because no one likes to budget. Um, no one likes it. I don't like it. Um, I remember, you know, in some early relationships, I was the one who always, always fall in love and move in with someone and not put a ring on it. Uh, and then we'd be having fun and entertaining and, you know, the serious part of a relationship is relating and getting able to sit down at a table and talking about money. And a lot of people just can't do it. But move into a smaller home and suddenly you have less electricity, less energy costs, um, lower utilities, less maintenance, hopefully. Generally speaking, a smaller, less valuable home will also carry smaller insurance costs than a home in a similar area that's bigger. So there's ways to do it. But 63% of baby boomers said, you know, who are retired say they don't want to move. They want to age in place, as my mother did. My mom wanted to die in the house my dad died in. Um, so it's not just a place where you hang your hat. It's it's important to people and the lifestyle that they used to have, that they hold on to that and that they don't feel displaced. So just something to think about where you're going to have to consider a condo or an apartment or a smaller house in retirement. There's a lot of socialization issues that have to go into that as well. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.